Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Strong and Sculpted podcast, the podcast by me, Kim Constable, aka The Sculpted Vegan, about all things strong and all things sculpted. And today we are going to talk about something really, really exciting. We're going to talk about eating, one of my favorite subjects. I actually call myself a professional eater because really, I am always eating. My chef, Gareth, our chef at home, he calls me the bin because I am just putting away, I just put away an insane amount of food. So a refeed um, meal is actually something that we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what is a refeed meal? Why is a refeed meal even important? And you know, how does a refeed meal keep your body burning fat? Because it seems counterintuitive, but actually it does cause your body to burn more fat. And we break down everything to do with the refeed meal. Um, refeed meals are actually just as important as your gym training, your cardio, and nailing your nutrition in order to achieve your health and fitness goals. It seems counterintuitive that eating a lot of food would be good for you and you know good for burning fat and achieving your goals, but actually it is. And in this lesson, I break it all down for you and leave no stone unturned. So I'm going to let you listen to this live training in just a second, but before I do, I want to ask you to definitely remember to leave me a review on iTunes leave me a comment. Let me know what you thought of this lesson. Did it shock you? Did you know this information? Are you going to run off and eat immediately? Let me know what you're thinking either about the podcast or about this episode in particular. And we are going to choose one person every single month to win a free program from the Sculpted Vegan. And that even includes the $1,500 Sculpt and Shred program. We just gave away a Sculpt and Shred program today. So um, absolutely epic. I hope that, you know, it could be you next month. So hop on over to iTunes leave a review and we will choose a winner from the from the, the reviews every single month and it could be you. So I'm going to leave you now to listen to this episode and I will speak to you again at the end. So today we are going to talk about a refeed meal and why it's important and what even is a refeed meal and all that good stuff. So let me tell you a story first. You know, I love to start with my stories, but I think that stories really help to iterate a point. Whenever, um, whenever I was prepping for my first show last year, uh, which was Miami Pro in London, I was doing a, um, I was doing a very very severe diet. Okay, so it wasn't it certainly wasn't a prep that I would do again. But I I had gradually dropped my calories down from about twenty two hundred calories. I had gotten down to about thirteen hundred calories, which is very low for me in the last two weeks. But I was also eating um, a lot of tofu as my main source of protein, and I wasn't eating very many beans or lentils or carbohydrates. I was eating just mostly green veg. I had a very very limited diet, but because I was eating tofu as my main source of protein, tofu is also very high in fat. So I wasn't able to eat a lot of food, like a high volume of food, because I was eating food that was calorifically dense, right? So um, because I was eating food that was calorifically dense, I wasn't able to eat a huge volume of food. So I was permanently starving, like permanently starving. And towards the end, it was so bad. I was actually meeting with my coach earlier today and I was chatting to her and I was, we were, I used it as a metaphor and I said, I used to go into Starbucks whenever I was starving, whenever I was prepping for my show last year, and I would go into Starbucks to order a coffee because I used to drink a lot of coffee because it used to take the edge off my hunger because I was just hungry all the time. And so I used to go into Starbucks and I would stand in Starbucks and I would look at the um, I would look at the dessert counter. Okay, you know whenever you're standing in Starbucks and you're waiting to order your coffee and they have like the glass counter and there's like loads of different you know food and stuff in it. They didn't have any vegan treats, right? Whenever I was you know whenever I was prepping last year, now they have loads of vegan stuff. They didn't have any vegan stuff then, and so I would. And even though I was vegan, I would stare 
in at the cheesecakes and I would stare in at the, um, you know, the food and stuff. And I would be like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm just going to order one, I'm going to order one, I'm going to order one, I'm going to order, I'm going to order a cheesecake, I'm going to order a cheesecake. And I'd be like, no, 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 you're not going to. No, you're going to. And I would, no, Kim, you're vegan and these aren't vegan. And I literally used to have this battle with myself. I'm going to order one of these. I'm going to order, and I used to go, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to. And then they would say, hi, welcome to Starbucks. Can I take your order? And I would say, can I have a little flat white, please? And I'd be like, and then I'd be like, just order one, just order one, just order one, just order one. And I'd be like, no, no, can't, can't order one. And then they'd say, that's, you know, whatever. And you would hand over your card. And then, and then the opportunity was gone. And then you weren't like eating, you know, <laughs> then it was like, okay, I didn't order one. You're like, phew, got over that. But like, this was like a daily occurrence for me. Anytime I was in Starbucks or I was, you know, I was like shopping or I was like passing a food and like eat McDonald's. I never eat McDonald's. I used to drive past McDonald's and think, I'm just going to go in and order one. I'm just going to go in and order one. I was actually so depleted and so starving. It was it was horrendous. Now, did I look amazing whenever I stood on stage? Yes, I was, you know, I was I'm surely eight to 10% body fat, veins running all over my body. Like my, my shoulders, like if I did that with my shoulder, like my arms are pretty cut now, but like these striations on my shoulder were so deep. Like you could see every single muscle in my body. I was so ripped. And, um, but I was also absolutely miserable. Now, what the biggest mistake that I made whenever I was I was prepping compared to this year was I didn't have enough refeed meals. So I didn't actually have a refeed meal until I was about six weeks, whatever. No, it was about more than that. I think I prepped for about 14 weeks. So I think I was about probably eight weeks into my prep and I hadn't had a refeed meal yet. I'd been on diet the entire time. I had no refeed meal. And I remember um, going to see my coach at the time and he said, you know, call in that we see you. And I called in and he said, and he looked at me and he was really shocked by my condition because he didn't expect me to be so lean. And he said to me, go and have a big refeed meal. And I was like, really? And he was like, go and have one. And I had been dreaming of having a refeed meal for weeks and weeks. And I was like, no, no, it's not see. I don't need to. I really don't need to. He was like, Kim, go and eat. Go and have a massive refeed meal. You've earned it. It'll do you good. So I was like, okay, 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 I will. So I went to, um, I was so looking forward to going and having this meal. So I went to this um, this uh, bistro that we eat in sometimes. I went by myself and I ordered like this 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 breakfast food that, you know, it's like a brunch food that I absolutely love. It was like smashed avocado, you know, on sourdough toast. And I ordered, um, I think I ordered a bowl of French fries on the side. I felt kind of guilty ordering the French fries. It was like, oh, I really shouldn't. Like, you know, we said a refeed meal, but I really probably shouldn't. And I, but I did, I sat and I ate all of the French fries and I ate the, um, I ate the the food, you know, the avocado and smashed avocado on toast and stuff. And it felt so good afterwards, but I was still hungry. Like I, I wasn't full yet. And I, I remember like looking at, they had these vegan peanut butter bowls. And I remember looking at them and thinking, I really, really want one. And thinking, no, 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 don't have another one. Don't have another one because you've already, you've already had a meal and you don't want to, you know, go too far and you don't want to ruin your progress. And so I was really, you know, I, I didn't, I felt satisfied. I felt better after the refeed meal, but I didn't feel really, really satisfied. And then I remember getting to the end of my prep and it came to about, um, I think I was about three weeks out from my show and I was almost suicidal. I remember one, I mean, of course, whenever you're prepping hard for a show, you know, you it, you do go through a lot of emotions. You are very depleted. You know, there's that immense pressure on you and you just, um, I remember, and it's, it's just an insane amount of cardio and training. And I remember being on the, um, on the treadmill one morning, it was a Sunday morning, and I was just feeling, I, I just, I like, I literally couldn't stop crying. I was so depressed. All I, I, I just, all I did was think about food. I 
dreamt about food. I imagined eating food. I was constantly crabby. I was constantly tired. I was depleted. I felt like I was a shitty mother. And probably my period was due. And I remember, you know, messaging my coach and saying to him, you know, oh my God, I, I just have to message you because I was on the treadmill at the time messaging him. I was like, I'm feeling like so emotional and I'm feeling like so, um, you know, tired. I said, I think about food all the time. I dream about food. I'm a shitty mother to my kids. Like I'm a shitty wife. I feel like a woman who has constantly got PMT. And and I and I expected him to, to write back and say, oh, for God's sake, buck up, you know, like stop being such a, uh, you know, stop suffering. Just, you know, get on with it and stop being such a whinge. And I really, but I, I felt better for having, you know, had a good whinge. And I never forget that he came back to me and he was like, you know, and he was so wonderful and so sympathetic. And he was like, you know, I totally understand. He said, there's no one understands what you go through other than another competitor. And, um, you know, you know that this means you're in the right place. Your body's depleted. You're exhausted. It's because you've been working hard. You know, your body's fighting you now because you're down to low percentages of body fat. And really, you just, he said, what I want you to do is, is go and take the day off. He said, I want you to go and eat whatever you want for the whole day. And, and I was like, really? I was like, no, no, I can't, I can't. He was like, go and take the day off. He said, go and spend time with your kids. He said, eat whatever you want. Go now and have a massive bowl of oatmeal, you know, with a big tablespoon of, of almond butter in it. And he said, go and, you know, and then have a bagel. And he said, then go for pizza and have a beer, have two beers. I was like, I'm not going to have two beers. He was like, have a beer, Kim, have two beers. He said, go and completely hit the reset button. And I was like, really? Are you sure? And he said, yes, I want you to do it. I want you to go and do it. So I was like, okay, okay, oh my God, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. So I, like, I got off the Stairmaster and I went, or got off the treadmill at the time and I went into the kitchen and I had a massive bowl of oatmeal with a big tablespoon of almond butter and it tasted so good. And then I had a bagel afterwards and then we went out for lunch um, and I had you know a big lunch and then we went out for pizza that night. I had vegan pizza and I had one bottle of beer and then we went for vegan ice cream, this, this um, gelato, oh my goodness, and this incredible shop near the pizza place. And I went home that night and I felt so satiated. I felt like I literally had hit the mental, physical reset button. I felt like just, you know, I finally felt full for the first time in 11 weeks. I felt full. I felt full and not only full, but satisfied. Like I didn't actually want to eat anymore. I felt like I had been filled up spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And it felt so, so, so good. And then of course I woke up in the morning and I was really committed to being back into, you know, prep again. I was on the treadmill. I felt like I'd had a new lease of life. I slept for a lot of the day. I had a really big sleep that night. We took the park, the kids to the park. We watched movies. Like it was, it was beautiful, you know? And I I realized then that the that what the mistake I had made was not allowing myself to have more of those during my prep because I was so terrified of not being lean enough. And the reason part of the reason why I changed coaches at the time was because the coach that I had at the time was absolutely amazing, but he also had the same belief that in order to get really, really lean, it required you to suffer greatly. Okay. And, and, you know, he doesn't mind me saying that because, you know, he knows that I, I, I know that about him and he knows that about himself now, but he, whenever he had been doing his shows, he, in order to get really, really lean, he had, he had suffered a lot. So he had the belief that in order to be really lean, it was necessary to suffer. So whenever he was prepping other people, you know, a lot of his athletes suffered and he wasn't like, I'm going to make you suffer, but it was, you know, he, he didn't mind pushing you to the extreme to get the results because he actually believed that that's what was necessary. Uh, but I realized whenever I had that refeed meal that 
uh, that I I was actually more committed to my goals the next day, and that I you know I that I should have been doing it more often. So then fast forward to this year, I, I started training with, um, well, I just immediately after that, actually, I, I switched coaches and I switched to my current trainer, Mark Getty. And Mark is of a completely and utterly different mindset. Mark believes that you should not have to suffer to stand on stage. Yes, at the end, it will get harder and you will have to dig deep and find some resources. But he believes that if you're suffering, you're working too hard. And that was a complete mindset shift with me. And it was it was weird. The, so the first time I ever prepped with Mark, okay, was, was this year. And Mark would, you know, Mark believes in regular refeed meals. Now, he just doesn't believe in regular refeed meals. He believes in regular refeed days. He believes that you should um, that you should train hard during the week and you should stay very much on diet during the week. And then one day on the weekend or even two days, depending on how, good, how well conditioned you are, he believes that you should completely and utterly refeed. Now, that doesn't mean going crazy with eating McDonald's for breakfast and lunch and pizza for dinner and, you know, and, and big massive wedges of cheesecake and whatever, but eating a high carbohydrate diet. And as I began to you know, and so this year, whenever I prepped with Mark, every weekend was a refeed day. Like a refeed day was every weekend, but I didn't even need to have a refeed day until I was about, you know, probably six weeks into prep because I hadn't even dropped very low in calories with Mark because Mark doesn't believe that you need to work as hard as people say you need to work. And truly following his method, you don't because it was actually a very easy prep. But because I was eating slightly more than I probably should have been, um, Mark didn't do my diet this year. I've always done my own, the nutritional side of things um, because I like to have control in that area. So he didn't do my diet and he didn't do my calories. Um, he just worked out my training for my prep. So, but what I did this year was I actually had too much. I, had, I was eating too many calories because I wasn't tracking. And even though I was having a refeed day, I did have to push quite hard at the end to come in lean. Um, but what I realized or what really brought it home to me this year was refeed days are not only a refeed meals are not only um, are not only good for your your soul as in good for you because you get to like, oh, you're having that refeed day in the weekend. They are actually necessary scientifically for progress. And whenever I started to look into refeed meals, and the importance of them, because then once I once I really begin to have you know see both sides of things, and because I'd had both sides, I had like a full prep without hardly any refeed meals. Then I had prep with too many refeed meals. I began to get really deep into the science behind refeed meal and why it was even important. And here is what I just here is what I discovered. You've probably heard me talk about this before, but it's 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 worth talking about again. So. Um, what I realized years ago, a lot of women ask me, um, "Do I have I ever lost my period whenever I have been um, prepping for a show? And the answer is no. I've never lost my period when I'm prepping for a show. Um, and I didn't realize, I didn't know why, because it's not something I'd ever looked into, because it's not something that ever happened to me. Usually, whenever I have a lot of information about something, it's because it's something that you know has, has happened to me or something, you know, cl someone close to me or someone I'm working with in one of my programs. And so it's something that I'm interested in. Um, and so I'd never, I'd never um, lost my period but I began to I began to be curious as to why why do female athletes lose their period like is it because they're extremely low body fat and what is it about being extremely low in body fat that actually causes them to lose their menstrual cycle so what I realized from my research was that the the female athletes lose their menstrual cycle um, because their leptin levels fall so leptin is the hormone in the body responsible for regulating your metabolism. Whenever your leptin levels fall, your metabolism drops. And whenever your metabolism drops, your body, as you guys know, because I'm always talking about it, your body starts to want to conserve energy. 
So it wants to conserve energy and it does not want to get rid of blood. Okay. Blood is, is your body's way of cleansing and your body's way of letting go. Your body does not want to get rid of any blood whenever you um, are extremely low on body fat or whenever you're, it's not even low on body fat. It's when your metabolism drops, it signals to your body to start, stop, sorry, start conserving energy. So your body wants to conserve fat stores for energy in the future. It doesn't want to get rid of blood because it wants to, you know, it wants to keep all the blood that it has. So it doesn't have to make any more. It slows down, you know, your nails growing, your hair growing. It slows down your lymphatic system. It slows down your digestion. It slows down everything. So whenever your leptin levels fall, the hormone leptin in the body, whenever your leptin levels fall, your metabolism drops. And therefore, that's why your menstrual cycles stop. So your menstrual cycles don't stop because of low body fat. Your menstrual cycle stops because of low leptin levels, right? So whenever I learned this, I realized that leptin was actually the, the hormone that controlled metabolism, which meant that if, and I'm sorry, and what boosted leptin levels in the body was carbohydrates. Carbohydrates boost leptin levels in the body. And whenever I, I read this, I, this wasn't in a bodybuilding journal I was reading this, it was scientific journals, I realized the link between leptin levels, carbohydrates, and refeed meals. And I realized then just how important a refeed meal was to keep the metabolism roaring along, to keep leptin levels high, and to keep the body burning fat. Because we all know that the metabolism is responsible for um, you know, catabolism and, and anabolism. So your, your metabolism, as we talked about in a, in a previous episode, your metabolism um, constantly breaks things down and then regenerates them again into different things. So your metabolism will break down food that you put into your body, into your digestive system. It will convert it into something else like glycogen and it will transport it through the blood and then feed it into the energies, into the, sorry, into the muscles for energy and then transport it, you know, whatever's left over into fat store. So your, your metabolism is constantly breaking things down, which is catabolism and building things up again into other forms, which is anabolism, okay? That's what your metabolism does. And if your metabolism drops, it's, it's not a good thing because your metabolism, when it drops, stops performing its functions effectively and starts to preserve fat store. Now, when you're shredding, you never want your body to preserve fat store. You want your body to constantly be burning body fat because you're in a slight calorie deficit and you're pushing yourself into an even bigger calorie deficit by doing lots of cardio. So you want to always maintain that deficit and you want the metabolism to stay roaring along. That's why whenever we're shredding, we work on slowly dropping calories week by week and slowly increasing cardio week by week because it keeps the metabolism moving. Your metabolism wants to regulate to an equilibrium. It wants, it wants to create a homeostatic norm. Homeostasis is the body's way of creating a, a norm out of something, okay? So it's, it's, I always liken homeostasis to, um, have, you ever, have you ever decided you're going to take up running? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I'm going to take up running. And so the first time you ever decide, I'm going to get really fit and I'm going to take up running. And you put on your running shoes and you get your running gear on and you, you run out of your drive and you start to run. You're like, oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah, I'm the kind of person who runs. And you're like, 
oh, this is great. And the weather's so amazing. And the sun is so bright in the sky. And this feels so good. And you're running. And then after about five minutes, your, your lungs start burning. And, and you're like, oh, this doesn't feel so good. And then your, your legs start burning. And then your head starts pounding. And, 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 and it just doesn't feel so good in your body. And you kind of want to stop. But you know you have to keep going. And you're like, where did the good feeling go? And that's homeostatic alarm bells ringing in your body, okay? You've never run before and your body is going, what the f- are you doing? Like, wh- what is this shit going on? Your body doesn't know that now you're a runner. Oh, Kim has now decided to run, right? Your brain did not transport this information to your body. So your body goes, homeostatic alarm bells, homeostatic alarm bells. Like, this is not normal. And it starts like ringing the alarm bells. Quick, quick, try to get her to stop. Try to get her to stop. So your body is trying to go back to its homeostatic norm, which is non-running Kim, okay? It doesn't want you to be a runner. It wants you to go back to non-running Kim. So it can just keep trundling along and being predictable and doing its thing, right? That's what homeostasis is. So your body wants to create homeostasis with all of your systems in your body. And it wants to do it with your intake of calories and your output of energy. So if you are doing 30 minutes cardio a day and you're eating 1,800 calories a day and you continue to do that forevermore, after about probably three to four weeks, your body will go, oh, great, this is what we do. We eat 1,800 calories and we do 30 minutes on the Stairmaster. Great. And it um, so it will just regulate to that level of output and that level of input and it will slow everything down or speed everything up and it will, it's almost like it goes around and hits the reset button. Okay, like flick, 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 like flicking switches all over your body. Okay, the digestion, lymphatic system, making urine, blinking, hair growing. It's like, you know, it regulates everything to that level of output and that level of input. So the reason why whenever we are shredding, we don't, we, 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 we constantly change things up is because we don't want the body to regulate. We don't want the body to regulate to whatever um, whatever input and output we have set for it. Okay. So whenever you are shredding, your body wants to regulate and your body, your metabolism wants to re- wants to regulate to that, you know, input and output. Now I'm, now I'm like, where was my train of thought going? Now I know where I was going. Okay. So refeed meals. So whenever you're whenever you are shredding, right? And you are reducing your calories and you are increasing your cardio, your leptin levels will naturally fall because your metabolism will naturally, even though it won't hang around at one calorie intake or cardio output, your metabolism will naturally regulate, okay? It will naturally down-regulate because your metabolism is not going to keep roaring along as if you're feeding at 3,000 calories a day, if you're only feeding at 1,400 calories a day, okay? It's just not. But Um, And so your leptin levels will naturally fall. But what happens, what's amazing is whenever you have a refeed meal or a refeed day, which I prefer, um, is your, and especially when it's high carbohydrate, and we're talking like 250 to 400 grams of carbohydrates here, okay? That's a lot. Whenever you have a big carbohydrate-filled refeed day, it boosts your leptin levels through the roof. The carbohydrates being absorbed into your system boost the hormone levels, boost your, your, your leptin levels really, really high, which literally rams your metabolism into high gear. It's like moving your metabolism out of fifth gear if you're driving and ramming it into second and sticking your foot on the accelerator. That's what happens. So your, your, your leptin levels get a boost and your metabolism gets a boost and, it, and your fat burning gets a boost. So 
this is what I didn't realize whenever I was doing my first prep, you know, not my first prep, actually, I think it was like my third prep. But whenever last year I was prepping for my show, I, if I had have known this about leptin levels and about the importance of refeed days and not seen them as a bad thing, everything would have changed for me because I always used to feel guilty after I had a refeed meal. Even that first time, whenever I, you know, my coach said to go and eat and I went and had the smashed avocado and the sourdough and the French fries, I felt guilty afterwards. I felt really guilty because I felt like I had somehow damaged my progress. Like all I had done was give in to my craving and give in to my satiation. And I'm a strong person. I'm not the kind of person who needs to give in to craving. You know, I have a lot of pride around, you know, my, my internal, my personal strengths. But what I didn't realize was it wasn't, you know, so even if, well, first of all, like, why do you have to feel guilty after we eat? That's a whole other ethical question that we're not going to explore here right now. But um, what we need to look at is, or what, what, what will help us to feel better about our refeed meals is to understand that they are a natural, a very important part of the fat burning process whenever you are on a shred or whenever you're on any kind of diet, but especially a diet that is lower in calories and higher in cardio. It resets the leptin levels and it causes the body, the metabolism to, to get a boost and the body to burn fat. Now, there's another hormone in the body called ghrelin, okay? Ghrelin levels um, rise whenever the body is stressed. So whenever leptin levels fall, ghrelin levels rise. Ghrelin levels are responsible for hunger. They are the hunger hormone. And especially whenever we are stressed, if we work in a very stressful job or we have, you know, we're, we're a very high, um, we work in a high pressure environment and our body's releasing a lot of cortisol, ghrelin levels rise. And whenever your ghrelin levels rise, it causes you to feel more and more and more hungry, which is exactly what happened to me last year whenever I was prepping for Miami Pro and I was constantly starving. And the reason why at the very end was um, that I felt so stressed. I felt like such a shit mother and I wasn't sleeping properly. And I, I felt like a woman with constant PMT was because my ghrelin levels were through the roof. Well, I never had them tested, but I'm assuming they were through the roof, right? And my leptin levels must've been really, really low. Now I'd never lost my period. So they couldn't have dropped that low, but they, my ghrelin levels were certainly through the roof because I felt so stressed and cross and hungry all the time. And it really was not a good, a good place to be. So what happened this year, and I had a really interesting experience um, this year, and I'm right in the middle of the experience now, but it's been, it's been so, so good for me. And I remember after my last show, I remember I was extremely lean, you know, for standing on stage for the, I did the worlds, I qualified for the world championships in June. So I did the worlds this year. And I remember, um, the night before I stood on stage, I think it was the night before I stood on stage, I stood in front of the bed in front of my husband naked, right? I'd come in naked and I stood there and I, and I opened my arms out and he looked up. He must have been like, you know, on his phone or something. And he looked up and he looked at me and he said, what? I said, take a good look, Ryan, because this is the last time you're ever going to see me this shredded. <laughs> And he started to laugh and I, um, and I, and I, but I felt it at the time. I was like, I ain't never going to shred again. Like I had been shredding from January and this was now uh, June. So I had literally been on a diet for six months. I've been doing double cardio sessions a day. I was absolutely done in. And he laughed, of course. Um, 
But I didn't ever think I would get shredded again until this year. You know, I went into a hard bulk for three months after the World Championships. And then at the end of September, we were on vacation in um, for the last week of September. We were in Marbella in Spain. And we were walking along the beach. And I said to my husband, I said, how about whenever we get back from Marbella, we do, we do a shred. And I had just released the 12-week shred program. So I said, how about we do the 12-week shred? And I said, we'll have about 12 weeks once we get back or about 10 weeks once we get back. Um, from Marbella and we can, you know, do a shred. And he was like, yeah, sure, why not? So then whenever we run our way back from Marbella and I thought, no, I'm not going to do the 12-week shred because, I, you know, I didn't want to do the kind of training that's in the 12-week shred because it's, um, I tried to make that, because that program's quite long, there's no extra cardio in it. All you do is active rest cardio in between your sets in the gym. And I didn't want to do active rest cardio because I had time to do extra cardio. So I thought, I don't want to do the 12-week shred, but I am going to, you know, devise a shred for Ryan and I, and I'm going to do, you know, I'm, it's going to be a 10-week shred. So I sat on the plane and I with a with a pen and paper and a calculator and I did Ryan's calories and my calories and I worked out, you know, what our goals were going to be for the you know, I said I so I'm going Ryan's going to lose, you know, half a, a half a percentage of body fat a week. He's going to lose one pound per week, or I think it was one pound or two pounds per week, I think it was. Or I think I did it in kilos. I can't remember whatever it was. Um, you know, and I, I worked out what he was going to lose and what I was going to lose and what body fat we wanted to be. And I never really take into account my body fat because I always put on muscle during a shred for some weird reason. Um, but I just wanted to have veins on my abs. That was my goal. I want to have veins on my abs. And, you know, and Ryan didn't have a goal except like, I just kind of want to be more shredded. And he's very fit anyway, you know, but he did have a bit of extra body. Not not loads of extra body fat, but he certainly wasn't shredded, you know. So I did our devised our shreds, and we started whenever we got back. I created the meal plans, um, and we started when we got back. Now, normally, whenever I shred, I just eat the same thing for like fourteen weeks. Okay, I am so I do not eat for pleasure. I eat for nutrition. I don't care if the food that I'm eating, as long as it tastes good, I really am just happy to eat the same thing every single day for breakfast, for, for lunch and dinner, right? Same thing for breakfast and then same lunch, same dinner every single day. But Ryan was like, I am not going to eat seitan and green vegetables every single day, just so you know. So if we're going to do this, I need variety in my food. So he kind of forced me into, well, he didn't force me, but I was like, okay, I'm going to have to get like a creative with the food here. I was like, damn, I'm going to sit down every week and do a bloody meal plan now. So I sat down on, on the Sunday and I created a meal plan for the week, which included, you know, um, black beans and quinoa and chickpeas and, you know, all different types of salads and greens. And it was tofu and at night and these delicious soy burgers that really just like are so juicy and delicious, you know, for lunch. And we had lentil soup and we had, we had all different kinds of stuff in there. So I created incredible meal plans within our macros. And we did this, um, we did this, you know, we, we followed this meal plan every week. But we also had, you know, quite a lot of social engagements coming up. And, you know, on a Friday night, I like to, you know, my neighbors come over and we like to share a bottle of champagne. My neighbor Caroline comes over, either I go to her, or she comes here, we have what we call Champagne Friday. And I wasn't prepared to give up Champagne Friday because I wasn't standing on stage. I was just going on holiday to, on to uh, you know, we're going on holiday in, in, in two weeks now, in a week and a half actually to Australia. So my goal was to like look really hot in a bikini, but I wasn't standing on stage. And normally when I prep, I never, ever drink alcohol. I never never drink alcohol when I prep because, you know, I'm very serious about my prep, right? It's a job for me. So I'm serious about it. Whereas this time I was like, well, I'm only going to be in a bikini. Like who cares? So, you know, I would have like a glass of wine and then we had a couple of weekends out where I was, you know, drinking like quite a lot of cocktails and, you know, and then we had pizza one night on the way home. And so if I wanted to have something, like I stayed very,
very much on diet during the week. I did not cheat at all during the week, but on the weekend, I completely relaxed. You know, we have a full-time chef that works for us simply because I work full-time, Ryan works full-time, we homeschool our kids. There's no way that I could, you know, prepare healthy, nutritious meals for the entire family. So we have a full-time chef. So he cooks for us Monday to Friday. So he cooks all our meals Monday to Friday and he usually leaves food for us for, for the weekend as well. So on a Saturday, our food was pretty well taken care of. But on a Sunday, we didn't have any meals prepped. And to be honest, I love cooking, but I do not spend my Sundays cooking now because I work so hard all week. I spend all my day Sundays with my kids, going to see my mom, going for walks with the kids, you know, we, you know, I'm watching movies. It's just totally a family day. So on a Sunday, we, this whole way through this shred, we ended up being really, really relaxed. Like on a Sunday, I would honestly just eat whatever I wanted. We went out for breakfast quite a lot. We always had a big meal in the evening, whether it be pizza or whether it be going to, you know, the, the local um, sushi and ramen restaurant that we go to. Like quite often, sometimes whenever we were out for dinner, we had quite a few dinners out because we had them arranged to really nice restaurants. And quite often on the way home, I would like stop and get a pizza and I'd be like, I'm just not, I'm just not full. I just need another pizza because I'd had a few drinks. I was like, I don't care. Kind of, you know, my, it went out the window. My, like my resolve went out the window. And the weirdest thing happened, okay? So I was having refeed days every single weekend of this shred. I am now nearly nine weeks into the shred. I've just finished eight weeks. It'll be nine weeks this Saturday. And the weirdest thing happened in terms of in eight weeks, I am lean enough to stand on stage. So effectively, I have done the most relaxed prep that I have ever done. And I am leaner than I've ever been at an earlier stage. At eight weeks in, I had the body that could stand on stage. And I couldn't believe it. And the only thing, well, there's two things that have changed this time around. But the the main, well, I'll tell you what they, what they are. So the first thing actually that has changed is I created variety in my food, which I've never done before. In fact, three things changed. First thing, I created a lot of variety in my food. Um, so I, I created different meal plans every week, which kept me full. So I was eating very calorifically light, but nutritionally dense food. I didn't put a lot of tofu in there. There's been a lot of vegetables, black beans, lentils, chickpeas. Those are my, my favorite beans. So I haven't really varied the beans very much, but loads of different ways to cook things. So the food has, and, you know, and soups and things. So the, the food has been, there's been a big variety in the food that we've been eating compared to what I normally eat. The second difference that I, I made was I have eaten a, what I would call a very high carbohydrate diet the whole way through. I kept my carbohydrates at 30% the entire way through prep. So I've kept my, my protein at 45%, my fats at 25%, but my carbs at 30%. I normally keep my carbs very, very, very low on prep, very low. Whereas this time, I've actually kept my carbs higher, kept my carbs at 30%. And that's high for me. And that's been the whole way through prep. Now, I, don't, I haven't eaten any white starchy carbs. So I don't add any white rice into my diet. At the start, I was having Vitargo and I've cut the Vitargo out now because my calories are quite low. But in the beginning, I did have Vitargo in my shake after I train. Um, but I haven't had now. So I kept carbs the whole way through. But then the third biggest thing that I think is the thing that has made the most difference, and it's probably just a combination of all three actually, but is I I've had refeed meals or days all the way through prep. And in fact, I did a photo shoot last Friday and 
before the photo shoot, I carb loaded and I, I water loaded all week in order to dehydrate. And I carb loaded, the photo shoot was Friday. I carb loaded all day Wednesday and all day Thursday. I ate 400 grams of carbohydrates all day Wednesday and all day Thursday. Now, let me tell you what 400 grams of carbohydrates looks like, okay? I had 50 grams of oatmeal in the morning. That's a huge bowl filled to the top of oats, right? Then mid-morning, I had my protein shake with two and a half scoops of Vitargo. That's 75 grams of carbohydrates in one shake. Lunch, I had 250 grams of white rice, which is a huge big mass of, of you know pile of rice with my other protein and vegetables, obviously. So ever this is in addition to all the normal food that I eat. In the afternoon, sorry, then for dinner, I had another dinner, whatever, I think it was tofu for dinner, with um, another 250 grams of rice. So that's a full packet of Uncle Ben's rice, okay? So I don't know whether you guys get the packets or not, you know, obviously our chef cooks it, but um, that's 250 grams is a full packet of one of those, you know, Uncle Ben's rice sachets or, or Tilda Basmati rice sachets. Um, so that was for dinner. And then in the evening, I had a toasted bagel. And then before bed, I had another protein shake with 60 grams of Vitargo in it. So that is an insane amount of carbs. I had 400 grams of carbs each day. And I had um, so that was Thursday. So that was Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, I went out for lunch with a friend. I had, you know, beautiful lunch, a very, very healthy lunch, but a beautiful lunch. And then uh, Friday night, I just had my normal dinner that, the chef, that our chef Gareth had cooked. Saturday, I completely relaxed all day Saturday. We were, um, we, I went, I had a, I had a burrito on Saturday. So I had just my normal oatmeal in the morning. Then I had the most enormous burrito at lunchtime with like a vegan burrito with beans and peppers and lettuce and, and, and guacamole and the most enormous amount of rice. And I had that on Saturday. Saturday night, again, we were out and we had a massive meal on Saturday night, loads of carbs. And then Sunday, I did the same thing again. Like I literally ate all day Sunday. And I woke up on Monday morning and I had veins running in rivers over my abs. I am not joking. Every vein in my body is like literally popping. I am leaner. I have veins running across my chest. I have veins running down my abs. My striations are out in my delts from from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five full days of carb loading. And I woke up leaner and tighter than I've ever been in my life. On Monday morning, I was training in the gym with Mark and my tricep felt like it was going to explode out of my arm. We were doing chest and triceps. I did 25 reps in my final set of chest dips, body weight chest dips. 25 reps in my final set and my triceps were literally going to explode out of my arms. They felt so full and so tight because my body was so full of glycogen. None of those carbohydrates went into fat store. I have been dieting now for eight full weeks. My body soaked up every single carbohydrate that I gave it in that refeed day or in that refeed week, should I say. And utilized it to restore, to repair, to fill the muscles with glycogen, to boost the digestive system, all of those things. And, you know, and even though I was water loading and dehydrating, I woke up Monday morning, went and trained, went and trained legs, had an, had an, an epic leg session. So I went and trained chest and triceps and had an epic leg session yesterday. I am so sore today that I can barely walk because my glutes and legs are so sore. My body utilized all of those carbohydrates and that was five full days. And I have to be honest, I thought that I was going to wake up on Monday morning and I was going to be fatter. I was like, I'm going to look in the mirror, but I was like, I don't mind. 
mind because I'm only going to Australia. I'm just going to get back on it. And I was like, but I was in my mind. I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to do like double sessions of cardio this week. I'm going to drop my calories even lower. And then I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not because I'm busy enough and I'm working hard and I don't want to like kill myself. I don't want to feel hungry. And, um, and so, I, so I didn't. And let me tell you, I am leaner. And so I think that the difference in this prep, which has literally, I'm not even prepping for a show, but it has been the most successful prep I've ever done because I've eaten carbohydrates the whole way through it. Really good, low glycemic index, index carbohydrates. But like, you should see my, my food and I, it's a massive big pile of chickpeas on my, on my, my plate. Like you should see the plate of food I sit down to at night. I haven't felt hungry not once the whole way through this prep, but the biggest thing that I have felt is my mind has been in the game the whole way through because I haven't felt deprived. I haven't felt depressed. My ghrelin levels have stayed low. My leptin levels have stayed high, but my metabolism has been roaring along simply because I have been feeding my body properly. Now, not feeding, I'm staying most, if you, if I'm saying mostly in a calorie deficit. If you look, if you add up my calories in a 14 day, in a seven day period, they will, I will still have been in quite a severe calorie deficit because I'm doing one hour's cardio in the morning on the Stairmaster and I am doing, um, and I'm, I'm eating, I'm, at the minute, I'm only eating 1400 calories during the week, but then I'm eating a, a, like a shitload of calories on the weekend. So I'm like, I'm still in a calorie deficit and that's why my body has, has burned a whole pile of body fat because I'm still in a calorie deficit, but mostly my leptin levels have stayed high. My metabolism has stayed roaring along. That has been because the regular refeed meals. So I want to I want to insert a caveat here, though, and I want to say that you know some people may listen to this and they may go, "Oh, yay! Like it's a license to eat." You know, it's not a license to eat. Refeed meals only work if you are staying on your diet the rest of the time. Refeed meals are not a license to just go nuts and stuff your face. Refeed meals you have to see them as part of your diet and training, as part of your, your long-term goal, whatever it is that you're working towards. They have to be a necessary part of that because then, then that, that's what will get you the results. If, if your diet is slipping, like if your diet has slipped during the week, you don't get a refeed meal on the weekend. If your training has slipped, you don't get a refeed meal on the weekend. It, it's different if you missed one day of training, you missed one cardio session. But if you only managed to show up to your, you know, one training session this week and you missed three cardio sessions and your diet hasn't been that good, you don't, you haven't earned a refeed meal on the weekend. You know, refeed meals only work when they are part of your diet and training and that you're you, that you're on your diet and training the rest of the time. That's the only time that refeed meals actually work. So you have to make sure that you're being honest with yourself and you do have a level of personal honesty as to have I, has my nutrition been on point? Has my diet been on point? Has my you know training been on point? Has my cardio been on point? And if you can be honest with yourself and say, yes, all of those things have been on point, then a refeed meal should be a part of your regime, especially when it, well, only when you're shredding, because you wouldn't really have a refeed meal when you're not shredding because you're just eating big food during the week anyway. Sometimes you can have a psychological refeed meal on the weekend. Like, you know, if you're eating really clean during the week, you can give yourself like a big dirty meal on the weekend. If you want like a big pizza and some like, you know, French fries and like a couple of beers or whatever, it can be a good psychological, re you know, reset. It, refeed meals are still good to give your, to reward yourself for hard training during the week, but they are most useful whenever you are dieting so that they keep the leptin levels high, so they keep the metabolism roaring along, 
And don't make the mistake I made, which is thinking that refeed meals are bad and that whenever you have one, you should feel guilty and that whenever you have one, it's going to stall your progress. It really, really will not. And sometimes, you know, it's it's good to have a refeed. It depends on how long your timeline is, but, you know, sometimes it's good to have a refeed weekend, like a high carb refeed weekend. And remember, a refeed is not an all like binge to eat whatever you want. A refeed is directly related to carbohydrates. Now, will an all out binge harm you if, if you're shredding? No, it's not going to harm you. But there's no point in eating like a massive amount of fat. Fat has nine calories per gram, right? So you don't want to be eating a massive amount of fat. You want to be eating a massive amount of carbs because fat does not boost leptin levels. Carbs boost leptin levels. So always remember that whenever you are having a refeed. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, this lesson um, on refeeds. I think it's really important to talk about refeeds and to really break them down into the science as to why they why they are necessary, why they exist, um, but really to understand how they they are an essential part of your training, especially when you are shredding, especially whenever you are dieting. They should never be something that you feel guilty about. They should never be something that you try to avoid because they think that you'll stall your progress. And in fact, you know, counterintuitively, if you miss your refeed meals, miss your refeed days whenever you are dieting and training hard, that is actually what causes your progress to stall. It's not having the refeed days, it's missing the refeed days. So be honest with yourself about whether you're on your diet and training, about whether you are truly, you know, staying consistent during the week. And if you are, then you have earned every single inch of that refeed meal and you should go and eat and not feel one single bit guilty. So what did you think? Did you enjoy that lesson? Wasn't it epic to really hear a refeed meal broken down? Do you know some of the members actually, after they listened to this training, wrote in the private Facebook group that it made them extremely emotional because they felt like for the first time in their life, someone had given them permission to eat. Like they could eat and not feel guilty because they knew that eating was actually moving them towards their goals. You know, it's so saddening for me that we have such an emotional time around eating and like we're raising this culture or we're just, you know, embodying this culture of starving, miserable women. I am on, honestly on a single-handed mission to get women to eat more, to get them to train more, to feel better in their bodies and in their minds, and to feel stronger every single day so they can wake up in, in the morning and look in the mirror and feel proud of who they have become and what they have achieved. So anyway, I hope that, you know, you have enjoyed this episode about refeed meals. I hope that it's changed your view on refeed meals, and I hope that you are going to feel confident to eat more knowing that it is moving you towards your goal. And don't forget to leave that review on iTunes if you would. We're going to choose a winner of one of the Sculpted Vegan programs this month and it could be you. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time on the Strong and Sculpted podcast. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.